pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left, or a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello to you, I'm Simon Byron. Hello, Simon. You're always sounding a little bit more enthusiastic than me at the start. I, find, I sound professional, and you sound, you bring the, the Thanks life very to much. the show. So, you know, it's been ten years. Uh, what did Joe Cornish say to us? He said you should talk to the listeners as if they are children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so shouldn't we be putting them to bed around now? <laughs> we should do, exactly. Maybe we do, in many ways. No, Anne. Noan. 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 She's um, Noan Sky. She's she's poorly. I I felt uh, so. We need to revise the HR processes mm. uh, for One Life Left Limited. Um, she just emailed in, which I didn't think was protocol. You need to call your line manager by That's nine true. o'clock in the morning. Who is her line manager? You and me. Okay, so both of us. Exactly, and we were together at nine o'clock this morning. Of <laughs> course, let's not forget that because oh, it was Sunday. <laughs> exactly, just, uh, you know, saving time, aren't we? <laughs> just saving time. Um, uh, no details on the uh, on the illness. Mm. Very, like, oh, I'm ill. Mm. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm not coming in. Um, so no, no, no note from the no. doctor. Just so, do we put her on statutory? In fact, it actually doesn't say I'm ill. It says I'm sick. Okay. Begins yo. Yeah, it's like, which is not, <laughs> I mean, that sounds punchy to me. That sounds yeah. sort of upbeat, doesn't well, exactly. it? Exactly. Um, yeah, yo, yo. Uh, I'm sick and gross. Right. Which isn't an official illness. It's going to type that into the internet. If we didn't show, if you and I didn't show up every time we were sick no, and exactly. gross. How many shows? There wouldn't be ten years worth of shows, would there? I um, I went for a t-shirt uh, today because after last week's sweating debacle, I can't stop sweating. <laughs> that's that's, that's, what, that's what Joe Cordish said. Paint exactly. a picture. <laughs> Paint a picture for the list. Maybe that's why Anne won't come in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a shame. Um, obviously. Uh, however, um, I wasn't just going to take it face. But did you go through her, her social feeds uh, to see what she'd been up to? Uh, I didn't know. Well, she I seemed, didn't she that. seemed well, well, well enough done. That's to very, be, um, very diligent of you. She seemed well if enough. We're, if we're building a case. <laughs> we are. Constructive <laughs> dismissal. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to muddle through, aren't we? Mm. Um, it's been a while since we've had to do this, and usually we've had a little more notice, haven't we? Because she's, she's booked uh, the week after Iceland off as a uh, holiday. Because she's in Iceland. Holly Bobs. Um, so. so so we'll see how that notice affects us. We're not prepared, is what we're saying. We're not prepared. Although we're more prepared than that time when we, we got <laughs> to this point and I played the news jingle and realised there was no one here to read the news. So we do actually know that's going to happen. And Anne has... Anne has... Anne, bless her. Bless her. Bless her. Has she's, helped us out a little. She's we'll, helped us we'll, out we'll, by sending us... We'll come on to that. Um, thankfully, though, 
It's not just Steve and I, is it? Luckily. Is it men in the, in the studio? No. I feel uh, a little like um, we've got a, an indie developer super group together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know when, like, Miles Kane and Alex Turner formed, he left the Rascals and he left the um, Arctic Monkeys and they formed the last, last Shadow Puppets, became an indie sensation. We've mm. got James Parker, Tony Gowland together. Hello. 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 And together, you are... Parking gallons, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're in because you've you've been uh, collaborating, haven't you? Can I say that? Colluding, That's colluding. Games industry, and you're here to explain exactly what you've been up to. Excited yeah. about it. They've both been on the show separately, haven't you? This is the first time together. Yeah. Okay. Did you meet via One Life Left? <laughs> How interested did we bring you together? Uh, um, should we be buying a hat? <laughs> it's either that or Tinder. <laughs> we met in terrible circumstances. Did you? Well, let's come on to those. Now, uh, ordinarily, we would, um, we'd be starting the, uh, the show, as we always do, with Anne's news. Mm. But uh, this week, we're going to be starting the show as we always don't, uh, without Anne's news. Now, um, She's, we, uh, Steve and I are busy, busy people uh, I'm not suggesting that Anne's not But um, on, uh, she, on her list of to do She knows she's got to write the news um, I think she just sent through uh, where she was going to crib them from Right, okay So I thought what we could do uh, If you play the jingle Okay, right uh, We can uh, Yeah, alright, go on well, She's said something by now, hasn't she? No, no, no Didn't she, Where did she go? It's Oh yeah It's 7.05 on Monday the 12th of September. These were the stories I was going to cover, I think. Uh, and then she sent through just some URLs, so I thought that we could just sort of read those out and then and then fill in the blanks around them. The first of which is www.eurogamer.net forward slash articles 2016-0907. Sony announces PlayStation 4 Pro. Witty remark at the end. It's good she's selecting <laughs> the uh, stories from 2016, isn't it? Like, it is. That's, it that is. Sony announces PlayStation Pro. So there was a there was a meeting last week, wasn't there, in New York? Mm. PlayStation. Uh, Sony. So Sony can do this. It goes. Hey guys, we need to have a meeting. See, see you in New York. Mm-hmm. At which point, all the press go. Oh, they're going to do. They're going to say these things. And then they said some things, of which uh, one of which was uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro. Did you hear about it, Steve? I saw a picture of it. Okay. It looked like the other PS4, the non-pro, the amateur, right. PS4 amateur, <laughs> yeah. uh, but with an extra sort of layer on okay. top of it. It was, uh, I thought it was quite an uninspired design, personally. Um, it, uh, so the things that surprised people about it uh, were out sooner than we thought, mm. James and Tony. Yeah, well, did it fool you? Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Okay, Quite when's so it out? Soon. Uh, soon. Uh, I think soon? November. November. Okay. Let's say November. The, uh, the, I've only just got on the internet. I've been filling uh, before we can click on the links. But there wasn't uh, many surprises in the whole event because all of them had been previously leaked. People were talking about, uh, certainly a man in my office was saying, hey, have you heard on NeoGAF? They're going <laughs> to announce a new Vita. Which, um, yeah. I mean, that, that seems happen? like an outside bet. Wait, what? No, it didn't happen. Oh. No, it didn't happen. So, okay. I think he, he has no place in your office. That man. So, uh, so presumably, it's got it's got four K. It does have four Ks. Okay, so that's Count what we thought. We thought they'd have we, four Ks. Yep. Okay. Uh, but no four K Blu-ray capability. Ooh. So why do we think that is? Well, I'll tell you why. Sony said it is. Mm-hmm. Who watches them anyway? They said. Not. Okay. That would have pushed point. the unit price up. Fair point. It, it takes a lot for me to put in any kind of CD into my uh, I completely agree. I completely Partly agree. because I've no idea where to do it. It's so camouflaged. Um, yeah, and uh, it's £349. Pretty sure mm. that was the price of the, uh, of the launch okay. uh, PlayStation. Um, is it, why is it better apart from well, the 4K? Well, then, the main processor, Steve, can you guess uh, what that is like? I mean, if you were Digital Foundry, yeah. you'd have gone round someone's house by now to play it, <laughs> wouldn't you? I bet it's well fast. It's loads how many, fast. How many cores has it eight got? Eight of them. How many does, it, how many does the PS4 Don't have? Don't know. Probably four. Four. Uh, you guys make games. How many cores are on the PlayStation 4s? <laughs> I mean, if that, why that wasn't their advertising slogan? <laughs> this is where Anne would ask Siri. 
Yeah, but that's true. Well, I'm going to ask I James d- and, and Tony. <laughs> I don't think I can say because of NDA reasons, uh, but it's probably seven. Uh, how many? Uh, what, what sort of memories the pro got? They can remember loads of stuff. <laughs> Hundred and twelve. Interestingly, uh, Eurogamer. I love uh, the detail it thinks that we that we want. It's uh, so sorry. Just to go back to um, DDR, it's, it's got GDDR5 eight gigabytes. Uh, what's his power so consumption? Is that more than the previous PS4 had? It has more memory. I'm, I'm or is it just is it, Are we playing top trumps now with different <laughs> PlayStation 4? I think models. that is how they launch new hardware. To be honest with you. So this is so so okay. Any, any more? pertinent details uh, I'm going to read the first comment out on Eurogamer so, okay. so just the, the main things that it does that are new are 4k output and HDR it does output. HDR has it got better on switch yeah, uh, well yes so they've made the uh, the switches more prominent okay good so for, I, for I, all the people who are too frightened still, of still, touching still things still confused oh, okay. yeah. who would much rather push things um, now uh, you mentioned HDR though you should say that's new of course that's coming to all our PlayStation 4s right we're going to have HDR uh, capabilities is that good what's that happy <laughs> happy, Di- happy dynamic <laughs> range high dynamic range Steve it's right, going to okay. make your uh, ranges more Fine. dynamic okay so what I'm confused about this mm. is a PS4 but it's better and um, what does this mean for developers can you are you allowed to develop for that spec we've now? got two here mm. hi hi developers. hello so are you allowed to make games that will only run on the PS4 Pro no okay so what's the point then because you can make it slightly better for the people who've got one. Right, so you're making they, two they, games instead of one as a developer now. Oh, you're making one game with extra flashy bits on the side. Right, okay. Is it a bit like when uh, when you start up a game on Steam, a PC game, it sort of asks you for your settings, and it says, do you want to run this on 1024 by 768 or 1280 yeah. by... Yeah, so I, I think it will do that in the background, but you are yeah. right. There will be the sense for us PS4 normos that normos. we will be um, in some way playing a slightly inferior version mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, there has been a list of games that uh, have announced that they will be make, uh, taking advantage of this new uh, power uh, but that's not immediately to hand. <laughs> so let's move on. www.eurogamer.net forward slash articles 2016-09-06-v-battle-to-fix-britain's-internet-heats-up. Another witty comments. Good. It's easy, this new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the battle to fix Britain's internet heats up. Um, written on the 9th uh, sorry the 6th of September I became American then for a second I know this one do you Ooh, yeah. can on. you uh, please fill us Ta- in I'll tag in um, <laughs> it is to do with so I say I know it it's to do with BT owns the infrastructure of the broadband in the UK right and all of the other people are really cross about that and they want to have that separated out as its own company so that the, the gets better internet or something virgin have their own which is why virgin stuff's sometimes a bit faster than okay didn't we have a story about this sort of thing last week do try not to listen yeah i i think this might be one of the topics we need to veto okay well internet no what uh, what it was last year was uh, last year last Last week felt like it uh was that um bt had uh no virgin had unveiled an internet package for streamers right yeah i suppose that's a little bit more I don't know. It feels like we we what have we vetoed? We vetoed chart stuff, haven't we? Yep. Um, shares, uh, like and stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like um, that. So yeah, talk talk. Sky and Vodafone um, is uh, are behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, for its part, Eurogamer writes BT has said the fix Britain's internet campaign is misleading consumers. Ooh. Do we agree with that? Well, I, this is the first I've heard of it. Is so it? I'm so their consumer hasn't gone very well. Sorry, their campaign is very, well. It's very dry, though, isn't it, this story? It's let's not. fix Britain's internet. <laughs> I, I'm Brexit. Still, let's veto this. Okay. I bet it's Brussels. Yeah, exactly. www.eurogamer.net forward slash articles forward slash 2016-09-07. Nintendo is giving away an NX. Uh, it's, it's, if we had an NX, we wouldn't give it away. Giving away an NX. How okay. are they giving away an NX? Well, I don't, coming to you while the page loads. Okay, good. Um, what do you think this story is about? 
I think that Nintendo are giving away. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This seems very unusual. I've not heard of Nintendo doing anything but just like the one. this before. Just, just the one. So why would they be doing that, James Parker? Is it to someone who really deserves it? Oh, you're so close. Uh, the subhead on the Eurogamer story is if you are really, really good at Splatoon. Okay. Are you really, really good? Anyone here really, really good? It's about we can get in an X. Never played it. I'm, yeah, I'm in a kind of Heisenberg state where I could be really good or I could be awful. <laughs> okay. I don't play it. Let's not find out. Uh, Nintendo hasn't even announced NX, but it is already planning to give one away. The company's under wraps next console is the grand prize of a big new Splatoon tournament being run jointly by Nintendo and esports giant ESL. Uh, should we enter? Do I don't think? understand. When are they going to give it away? Before it's out? No, in. Um, so when it's out? Uh, so it's not going to be easy, Steve. Uh, you're a gamer, right? The ESL Go For Splatoon mm. tournament will consist of six month season of matches ending in March before a grand final next year. But this is this is rubbish. This is a <laughs> rubbish prize. Like presumably, it's not out yet. all right. Presumably, when it comes out, it's going to be priced somewhere around you know Nintendo console launches, which is generally about two hundred quid. Uh, is that an exclusive? Yeah, it's an exclusive <laughs> thought. <laughs> so, so the, you're 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 two hundred quid for six months' work, and I probably right. won't win because I'm probably not good at the game. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. Okay, I don't know. I'm out. Um, hey, uh, Tony and I, uh huh, are importantly part of a team that won a uh, intra developer Counter Strike tournament. Ooh. Did you in around two thousand and two? Hello, you, how old are you two? <laughs> Um, Deceptively ill. And the prize was not as good as Nintendo NX. What's it called? Well, um, Eurogamer are referring to it it as the NX. Okay, well, um, congratulations. What what did you win? Uh, We won a a plastic gun that had been nailed to a block of wood. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Spray painted gold. And it was just one, one between you all, was it? Yeah, I think we got, mm. we got something else as well. Who, I came so, second in a Mario Kart competition. I got a, a wooden spanner that had been nailed to a piece of wood, spray-painted silver. I once won tickets to see the Thompson Twins off the Daily Mirror Rock and Pop <laughs> Club. Um, uh, uh, how many were in this team? Uh, four and a... Okay, uh, and who were, the, who were the other two? Uh, and where are they now? Well... Bithel. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Robert McLaughlin. <laughs> who? Uh, Robin McLaughlin, who's making a, a spooky mm, National Trust lost, game. Lost, oh, he'll kill us. Lost Forest? Lost Trees? Lost Tree Games? Oh, lost Forest lost, Games? You sound like you're on catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be listening, it's fine. No. Okay. And uh, Ross Mansfield, who's uh, an excellent 3D artist who's working for Furious B. Right, so, who has the gun? I currently have the gun, but what happens is every time we meet up and at a wedding or some such, uh, it gets passed on to the person who had it last. So you bring you bring a gun to exactly. a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly to get rid of it out of our respective houses. Okay. www.eurogamer.net forward slash articles 2016-09-12. The last Guardian it delayed again. I know this. You know this. I know this. I read I about this. this today. I read about this today. The Last Guardian, often yep. delayed. I think first announced in 2011. Was it? Or, pl- or was it yeah. planned for we release in 2011? Anyway, announced ages ago. 2000. It began development in 2007, but announced probably in 2009. Doesn't say. Heading for release 2011 has been delayed again, but this is just a little delay. This is like a standard video game delay. Like it was going to come out in October and delayed till December. It was. Or it's a bit like annoying that. for those that tend to plan, trying to plan their releases in uh, October and November. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people just push public. It's out when it's out. No, yeah. but you know, for, it's going to be a pretty big game. You need to be aware of these things. And uh, yeah, you know, it's only, mm-hmm. it's only recently we've uh, discussed October. I think I, th- I think this is. It's a bit of a non-story, really, because it's such a small... Um, if they had said it's coming out next year, then the story would be, hold on, is this actually ever going to come out? But for them to just kick it back a couple of months just means... Yeah, well, it means either they're hitting some problems in QA and some sticky bugs need fixing, or they've decided this is uh, that's a better slot for them. And sticky yeah. bugs. <laughs> it's a technical term. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that you know, it'll be a big Christmas game. 
potentially. Yeah, it was. I mean, I always thought it was a strange time to come out because it's quite soon after PlayStation VR. Like Sony's going to have a lot on its uh, on its mm. plate uh, in October. So maybe yeah. it's going to be a VR game now. Maybe, or maybe it's going to be a Christmas game. Is that an exclusive? That big dog's going to plop down your chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think it's going to live, live up to the hype? It's hard to know what that hype is now because it's had so many sort of cycles of this is going to be amazing. Oh, it's obviously rubbish. Um, I think it's going to be good. I, I've got a feeling it's going to be it's going to be a good game. I really, really, really liked uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, uh, and I think it'll be. I, I think it, I think it's a pretty. Neither of those games are are spectacular in their mechanics. They don't do really, really surprising things. Uh, they just do one thing kind of really, really well, and they're all about atmosphere. And I think that if this game is basically all about the r- relationship between the lead character and this uh, this big dog, if they get that right uh, and you feel sorry for the dog, then it seems like quite an easy win to me. Do you think we'll be crying at, at the end dog of this game? Die at, like close to the end of Act Three. Maybe they're putting in some DLC so you can make the dog <laughs> come back to life. Maybe you can pay for the dog to... Yeah, yeah. I see. Oh, I wonder if they're uh, suffering from No Man's Sky effect and they've realised that they've said all these things about the game and now they've they have to put them all in. in otherwise, <laughs> people are going to complain. Have they said much about it, though? I mean, I tend to... Maybe it doesn't actually have a dog in it. <laughs> Try to find a dog to put in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally uh, www.eurogamer.net forward slash articles 2016-09-07 Pokemon Go announced for Apple Watch I assume this was a misleading headline I've just looked at the story it's not mm. uh, was this this was probably announced at the Apple press conference that I did not watch wasn't it yes well done, you are right. Third paragraph. Developer Niantic announced the Watch app, capital W, during Apple's ongoing iPhone conference. Where so is it, that the final story? Uh, Pokemon Gone has, has been announced for Apple Watch. Is yeah. that the final final news item? Yeah, it was. Well, what's going on then? Because for me, surely one of the biggest stories of the, of the week, and not the biggest story to emerge from the Apple... Uh, conference was that Mario is coming to iPhone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, may, they maybe Anne got to the end and, and thought, well, I'm genuinely ill because I've not because I've put that in instead of that. <laughs> it's very strange. I yeah. mean, the Pokemon, the Pokemon uh, Go watch thing seems to be a pretty good fit for a device that, as even, far as I'm aware, no one is using. Exactly, and even better news for muggers because you can now get a watch as well <laughs> as a phone. It's great. Yeah, that's great. And and uh, from what I've I've been reading. Uh, Apple are firmly positioning the watch. This watch two is that what they're calling it? Watch the the reboot of the watch, which has got GPS built in it. Um, they're repositioning it as a activity device. Oh, trying to find a home bit. for it. Yeah, basically. So fine, but that that announcement that took everyone by surprise was that Mario Mario, Mario Runner. It's called, isn't it? Something mm. like that. So that's the that's the sort of <laughs> less interesting thing is that it's a, an endless runner, but. The fact it's going to be good, though, isn't it? Do you, I, I mean, you know that he's going to run brilliantly and jump perfectly, and if you're just tapping to jump, and oh, it's going to be yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Some, also coming out on Android. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be great, and I'm very very looking forward to. Pl- is it actually? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out on Android. Uh, so it's, uh, it's iPhone first, then Android next early next year. Oh, Don't you worry about that, didn't Steve. Know that they've got your back. Huh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty safe game it'll be interesting to see what they do how it's 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 going to be a premium game isn't it is it i believe you i think this said that it's not free to play yeah yeah but and that said but the store listing has in-app purchases mm. listed as a thing that are going to be in it i would imagine there are going to be character based in-app pur- purchases um oh yeah Mm. How much would you pay for Bells? He's rubbish jumping now. He's rubbish, but you can probably run through, the run through things, can't he? We could make this game, <laughs> shall we? Should we do that? The equivalent of the No Man's Sky thing, but with with Mario. Do a Mario themed version of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, good. Uh, right, that's it then uh, for Anne's news. What did you think of that? Thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is, uh, it's Jeff Don't Mind. That's who it is. It's called Toaster Parties. It's from chipmusic.org, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. I prepared the CDs early. Well done. That's this, why you arrived late. This. I haven't, I haven't got the balance of that uh, no. yet, right yet. But, um, but yeah, it's quite exciting doing it at home. It felt like felt like being prepared. Like I was, I was flashing back to when we did sort of seasons one and two, and I used to print out a nice playlist and have a running order, have a little. We had sleeve. Guy Cocker's running order, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Look at us now. What's happened to Guy? Uh, he was on Radio Four talking about Mario Runner recently. I think. Really? I don't. Know. He's not an enemy anymore, is he? He's, uh, he's editor of stuff.tv. Yeah, so he's yeah. a friend. So friend? Come on, guys. What's the matter with you? The, the yeah, maybe he still... Maybe he can't let it go. Uh, We'd almost forgotten about him. That's, mm. that's how much we've let it go. Mm, Come on the true. show, guy. True. Are the GMAs happening this year? They are. I ju- and I did wonder whether anybody... Because we... <laughs> whether anybody nominated, nominated us. Ourselves. So, yeah. So I think it might be the first year we don't get nominated, which is quite exciting. Uh, but it won't be the first year we don't win, will it? <laughs> It will be number of times GMAs have been held minus one times we haven't won. Uh, were you talking about secret things, by the way, you and James? Yes. There, were you? Okay, secret I was just checking. Things. I can't mention that on there. No. Is that your phone on the... On, okay. Yeah. Right, so you have distracted James there. Doesn't have, and the listeners. Uh, I won't be doing that. James Parker. Hello. Ground Shatter. Yeah. Tony Gowland. Hello. Ant Workshop. That is correct. Together, <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you doing working together, Tony? You've been on the show before, yes. And so have you, James. Actually, but I'm going to, talk, so I'm going to lead you into this. Um, you first? Uh, did you first come on to talk about Tealy and Orangey? Uh, I think when I came on, it was called Binary Already? Still, but okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was called Tealy and Orangey ages ago. Just remind everybody what Tealy and Orangey was and what Binary was and is and. So, uh, Tealy and Orangey is the game that became Binaries, which is a controller smashingly difficult uh, 2D platform game where you control two characters at the same time using just one set of controls. So it is like playing two different Super Meat Boy levels at exactly the same time. So whereas a lot of other games, you have one character with the left joystick and one character with the right one, uh, in binaries, you control them both with just one. It started life as an uh, an online game. Yeah, originally? so it's, it, the original kind of version of it, uh, Tillian Orangey, was a flash game, which I think you can probably still play and congregate. And I probably still make some kind of ad revenue off of, but they've not got. Can you tell us how much ad revenue made? Like <laughs> just like Steve did last year. We should point out. So it, last year, will, last week. Will you beep it out? If well, I this is you. it. If you listen live, <laughs> you should say it live, and then let's beep it out on the podcast. It's mm. it's significant. Less than uh, than Steve. Make something up, then we then we can just beep it out. <laughs> Is it <laughs> of them? <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Five thousand of an amount of money. Congratulations. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so then I kind of always wanted to build on it and make it something better and improve on the bits that it didn't do so well, and that is why Binaries was born. Uh, it changed the name from Teal and Orangey because it turns out a lot of people don't understand that teal is a colour, right? Um, <laughs> which was slightly depressing. Yeah, orangey is. Yeah, um, uh, so then it became binaries, made a lot of changes to it, kind of added this thing where it's got like a kind of uh, more open map, so rather than you like having a strict linear sort of progression on it, if you get stuck on a level, you've actually you've got a lot of different levels that you can choose from to kind of move about in it, and it came out in Steam in April. Great. James Parker. Hello. You were last on the show talking about Sky Scrappers. Yeah. Which came out just for Christmas? Uh, yeah, October time. October okay. So, uh, what have you been doing since then? Well, since then, I've been doing a combination of things. I've been uh, working on a game called Black and White Bushido for Good Catch. But why are you here with Tony? But, I'm trying to more <laughs> importantly than me. that, uh, I've also been helping Tony bring binaries to console platforms. Oh, right. So, it came out a couple of weeks ago on uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Great. So, what, so why did you need James, Tony? I mean, need is a strong word. <laughs> He's a good-looking uh, guy. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind having, having him sat around the place. Um, so I had always wanted to bring binaries to uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Um, it's always, I always thought it would be like a good kind of fit for, for the game. Um, and I just didn't really want to do it myself. Like, I knew that he had the experience of... 
um, with skyscrapers and uh, Bushido of doing those kind of platforms and I thought it would be nice to it's nice to get other people involved like working by yourself it's really and self <laughs> self publishing and working by yourself as an indie it's actually really kind of lonely right. and it's really easy to spend a lot of time um, kind of second guessing literally every decision you make so having someone else to bounce ideas off of is always nice uh, how has the game changed has it changed at all from the original PC release has anything tweaked as it's transition to console uh, it has the Playstation 4 version that uses the light bar the light bar changes okay. colour between blue and orange uh, on theme clever will the Playstation Pro version I mean the, the, play, the Playstation Pro version yeah I mean it, that is going to be Four, four of it. <laughs> it's got full-on disco four. system with it. <laughs> it is definitely better. Okay. Somewhere. Uh, anything else? No, it's, got, uh, it's got all the stuff that you might expect from a modern console game. It's got achievements. Chivos. Yeah, trophies. Um, it, yeah, and it runs. That's the important okay. thing, and it's been released. <laughs> right. Um, I played... Uh, binaries because it's got no guns in it no guns. so I was excellent. able to play well it done. which is excellent and really really enjoyed it I thought it's a really sort of it's a nice companion game to N++ uh, which is also which has gone the other way uh, it's just yeah. come out on Steam um, but I was I, one of the things that's, that interests me too I, th- I thought the map was great because that's stopped me getting frustrated I wondered whether has um have any of your sort of community of players surprised you in the way that they've played or have they played it differently to how you expect it or I've I've been really surprised at how quickly some people have managed <laughs> to get through right. it um, like so there's there's some people that we give keys to that literally managed to do it within a 24 hour period mm. which absolutely astounded me so it's always it's, it's not a thing I have ever done I've <laughs> not completed all the levels in yeah, I mean, one go it's, it's, or, or possibly ever it takes me like the last time that I played through it it took me a couple of days so does, does that sort of make you tempted to add you know oh god they're finding it too easy uh, I need to add another 20 levels that are really difficult I mean so I the, I always found with binaries it was it's a bit weird so the different levels like there's some levels where um, it's very much like it's twitch reaction kind of this will kill you really quickly mm-hmm. there's some levels where there are no hazards in it at all it will take you a long time to you've just kind of got to work your own way yeah. through them um, there's a lot of variation and so that is kind of why the map exists in it because originally it had just like a strict linear progression um, and it was actually well uh, Simon was playing it one time um, and I was watching him playing it and he got stuck in a level that I'd uh, literally a week before I'd seen like an eight year old child finish without <laughs> any problem <laughs> just just FYI um, what child? <laughs> <laughs> who was a child? I t- just so, some child from Dundee it's easy to chuck that in as a joke but unless you can back it up with specifics <laughs> I refuse to believe that happened yeah. well I, I mean I've got witnesses there were right. other people there. Were they okay, all sort of children then? But does they this, all um, might be in on it. Does wow. this end up with me in some way helping you? Yeah, yeah. Quite good. So, it's, and that's that is why the map exists essentially, is because. Thanks very much. See, Screw see, you, eight year old. Seeing that different people found different types of levels difficult, and like that was what made me realise, like, look, I'll never be able to get uh, a nice difficulty curve in the game and a nice linear progression. Mm. Um, so I kind of so I kind of just decided like well um, and it's actually it was um, Lemmings 2 The Tribes was was weirdly came to mind because that had uh, 12 separate level progressions in it so you had to get stuck in 12 different places to be completely stuck at it (laughs) and that was kind of where the idea came from of like well actually if you make it so the player's got a lot of options of what they want to play next and where they want to go um if you're getting frustrated with something, it's like you can just kind of move out. And Are you really good at your own game? No, I'm not really good at it. Mm. So this is so this is another thing that I really struggled with is with the difficulty of yeah. it. I didn't want to release something that I couldn't complete. Because mm. if I couldn't complete it, my worry was always that it was <laughs> incompletable. <laughs> That's literally a test in Mario Maker. You can't upload a level until so, you've completed mm. it. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I know. I mean, literally, the the whole reason that I made the game in the first place was because I really like stuff like Super Meat Boy mm-hmm. and M Plus Plus, but I'm really not very good at them. 
and I thought, well, I could either practice at these other games or I could make my own game where <laughs> I, I know all of the levels and therefore I'm good at it. Yeah. Um, it's it's that, that sort of aspect of designing for a skill level that surpasses your own. is It's a really interesting problem. Not... not um, it's obviously it always existed in video games, but specifically relevant right now when you have you know one person teams making these things. It's very very difficult for you to get an outside view on that difficulty curve. Uh, but I think yeah, that that sort of non-linear progression to the end is a really really good solution. Uh, as a, uh, a small indie self-publishing, how has it been different publishing on Steam to to moving to consoles? What uh, what have you found surprising or challenging or easier? Um, I will probably let my publisher talk about that because I don't, I don't know specifically what's ended yet. I think, uh, yeah, uh, publisher is a very strong word for what I've done. Um, uh, I've, I've provided a conduit for the, for the game to come onto, onto console. So, uh, he used your password basically. Did he? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that, Simon, as you know. Um, I do know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it gave me an opportunity to use some of the knowledge that I built up through doing Skyscrapers and Bushido to, to take a game that I liked and knew the people involved to uh, bring that out on console platforms. So it was quite... Um, doing it the third time is obviously a lot easier than doing it the first time uh-huh. or the second time. Um, I think it's, it's always interesting when you release a game because you never quite know what's going to happen. You never know who who's going to buy it and especially with something like binaries which had been out on steam for a while whether that was going to act as a, a positive effect that people who like the game would tell their friends they go oh now it's out on console or it would be that the market had already been taken up by all the people who wanted to play it on steam uh, there was then no market on console so it's kind of still early days but it's it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out yeah uh, so it's available now uh, on Steam, uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, what's next for Binaries and you guys? Um, so I think for bi- I think Binaries is kind of kind of finished. Okay. Um, then maybe at some point in the future do a sequel, Binaries 10. That's, that's a good binary <laughs> joke, binary number joke. Yeah, everybody. Um, and I've got a couple of other things that I'm working on. Uh, an Infinite Runner on mobile with uh, Furious B and uh, a couple of other little bits and pieces with Furious B yes Furious B uh, of um, develop uh, Counter-Strike Trophy for him oh okay (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm just about to start production on a uh, procedurally generated buddy cop first person shooter are you what what's it called um, <laughs> why do you ask? Oh, it's 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 just one like that's exclusive. So. That's why. It's it's probably a bit early to say. How exciting! All right. Well, best luck with it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll see you again. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. A local civil servant has made a video showing how annoyed he was about not being able to get a seat on a train. The person's name was James Bond. James Bond. And his video showed him going through five carriages, past numerous soldiers and exploding brake pads, without finding a place to rest. Eventually, he found a space above a hatch, secured in place by 20 metal brackets that could only be removed if you had a weird magnetic watch or something. The video went viral and pushed the subject of public transport to the top of the news agenda. However, the owner of the train network, Alex Trevelyan, disputes James Bond's claims. His company said, Mr Bond repeatedly walked past carriages where he could have sat down, but he said that he could only walk or crouch. He then claimed that he had to sit next to his girlfriend Natalia Simonova, so we'd made space in carriage N, seat number 64, but again, he made excuses. In the future, we advise Mr Bond to book his ticket in advance, so that when we meet again, we are expecting him. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Messages and phone 
with letters. Thank you so much for your letters this week. Uh, not a huge amount of uh, social media begging this time around. Uh, so we're very grateful. We always like to hear from you, particularly when we're not begging. So if you do uh, think of us during the week, please email. Team out one <laughs> You do sound ill. <laughs> uh, James, you've got a letter. I have. It's from Robert Wells. It says, hello team, hello SSG. This weekend looks to be an awesome one, with Marioki on Friday and the Wild Rumpers returning to London on Saturday. Earlier this year, a friend of mine looked at me askance when I referred to Super Crate Box as a multiplayer game, and she insisted it was only ever a single player game. The inevitable mystery of two people certain of their facts ensued. It turns out I'd only ever played it at Wild Rumpus, and there was a whole different build called Super Crate Box Versus, which is only rolled out for such nights. So finally on Saturday I'll prove I'm not an idiot when my friend gets to play me at Super Crate Box, and she gets to prove that she's much better at it than me. What gaming mysteries do you have left to solve, and when did you last talk to a friend and realise you had completely different experiences of a game? Tangent, a little bit of admin. Okay. Do you think that Super Crate Box is a strong enough uh, and popular enough game to carry off in a rewrite of Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box? Yes. Okay, thanks. Uh, I've forgotten the question now. Uh, mine was when I lent a copy of Heavy Rain to a friend of mine. Uh, I, it was a game, you know, for all its flaws and faults, uh, I absolutely... Um, adored and uh, played it through and it occupied spaces in my mind between playthroughs and I played it in a very disciplined way uh, got the best ending um, so you know it's, it's, it's an adventure game where um, most of the characters can die during part of the story yet it still plays out so yes, you, um, it's, it's, it's quite clever in that respect uh, despite its clunky controls and um, so I, yeah I, was, I thought this was fantastic I lent it uh, to a friend of mine he said listen you've, you've, you've got to play this it's brilliant so, uh, two weeks later he came back and he went why did you give me that game and I went what and he went it's just awful what happens in it and of course whereas I'd had the best ending where everybody lives he had played through a story which he assumed to be linear mm-hmm. where everybody died and it, like people got away with it it was just horrible like, why did you make me play that so uh, yeah that's, uh, that's what I would nominate as an answer for that question anybody else I played a game on the BBC Micro called Citadel, mm. oh, yeah. which I never finished. First game I ever completed. Well, I was told, I, I, I mentioned this on uh, some other juncture, and someone came up to me afterwards and said, oh, there was a bug in that game, which meant you could never finish Nonsense. it. Nonsense. Nonsense. I've completed it several times, in fact. When, <laughs> when, I, first, it now. when I first made my way to the alien world, I paused Wait, the game paused the game went across the road to call for Richard Rundle to oh, get yeah. him to get him <laughs> to come and have a look at the game then I died second time through made it all the way through no problem yeah brilliant it's an excellent game Tony man. any comments I enjoyed the ending of Mass Effect 3 which I think makes me <laughs> quite a minority of people Citadel uh, at the time we would have called it an arcade adventure it's Metroidvania now isn't it that's what Absolutely, call it yeah. Metroidvania wow but uh, it predates both Metroid and Castlevania. So actually, those those games are Citadel Citadel Dizzies. Okay, uh, Ross Mansfield from Furious B. It's it's really become the Furious B show this time. (laughs) Furious B is the best rap name. Uh, Writes, dear team at onelifeleft.com, a question for your guests uh, showing, showing that he's not a regular listener there. As I, you remember our conversation last week? Good that we've got a code Mm. at the start. Mm. Yeah, okay. Question for your guests. Um, Binaries is often described, indeed was today, uh, by you guys as a controller-smashingly difficult game. But how much more likely is it to make children cry than your previous collaboration, (laughs) Lego Bionicle? (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, so the, the... Previous to Binaries, the last game that me and James worked on that got released, that we worked on together that got released, was a Bionicle game on uh, PlayStation 2 and X, the original, when Xbox was just called Xbox, it didn't have any numbers. And GameCube and PC. And And it got a 1 out of 10 review in official Xbox magazine that said, uh, this will make children... can't say that out loud. Oh, Oh, sorry, there was another bit that you can't say on the radio. (laughs) Interesting. Said right. Okay. Good. Well, you're going to prove them wrong, aren't you? Yeah. Those children. Any more letters? Yes. Tony's got one. 
this is from Chris Stewart. He says, Dear Tim and Super Special Goose, I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Legends recently and it's been a pleasant experience. However, I was rather dis- surprised to discover I had unlocked what is essentially a grown man in a leotard who huffs and puffs his way around the map. I know that in a world where I can play as a squishy cube of meat, a literal crying baby, and a floating thing in a scarf, I probably shouldn't complain, but I feel a bit uncomfortable when the game restricts me to tingle. (laughs) Are there any game characters that make you cringe despite loving the game that they're in? Love and kisses, Chris. Voldo. Right. Voldo. Voldo makes me cringe. I don't like looking at him. I mean, most fighting girls. Yeah. Female mm. characters. Also true. Though there's a lot more cringe in the female fighting game characters generally. I guess every female uh, fighter in, in Dead or Alive is is a bit. I thought, why do you do this, guys? Come on. Uh, what else? Cringe. That's it. That's it. That's the. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the list. I hope, I hope that's good enough. Answer. <laughs> Thanks for your letter. Uh, Rob writes uh, subject line um, awkward email Mm. Mm. now um, One Life Left is just a bit of fun for us Uh, (laughs) you know we've been doing it for 10 years very grateful we're doing it on the best radio station on the planet Um, but we've got day jobs don't we we do Um, so we're quite busy Um, so Rob uh, wrote in on August 1st 2016 he then wrote again on the 7th of September and he says hi OLL Oh, wow, this is back from when we used to apologise. <laughs> We're bigger than that these days. Um, he wrote and says, Hi, OLL, I'm in, an awk- I'm in a bit of an awkward situation. I emailed you just as you went on your summer break about an idea for a feature. And so I don't know whether you missed the email because you were busy with summer fun or you saw it and thought, that's nice, but no thanks. He then goes on to say, and I feel terrible that we, that we made, uh, that, we, that we prompted this, his behaviour. I don't really mind either way, but I've reforwarded the email in case you didn't receive it last time. Good to have you back on the radio waves, Rob. So he offered us a feature, which is great, and we, we encourage people to do we that. We really do. We have an open submissions process. We always have since uh, the, you know, the first show. Email in and we'll get back to you. Yeah, we will. We'll get back to you immediately. <laughs> exactly. Or if we've just gone on summer break, what will happen is we'll see the email and go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, mate. Uh, and then think, yeah, but I will deal with it in, you know, yeah. in a month or so. And then you'll completely forget, which is what we did. And so, so sorry, Rob. That's really, yeah. really bad of us. So, can you, I, I mean, I can only apologise for what I imagine. Like, Rob must have sat, sat down <laughs> last Monday at seven o'clock. Oh, well, L's back. <laughs> My my, uh, my video game radio friends yeah. getting all his family around the wire. I know exactly. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on, and then we just completely ignore. I'm re- really, really sorry no, for that. Very, very, very rude. Um, very, very sorry. Do bear in mind that we didn't tell Ben, our caretaker, we were coming back until <laughs> Which he is found out. We had no features. <laughs> exactly, last, last exactly. Uh, huge apologies. Yeah. Huge apologies. So we're going to repeat it now until the end of the show. <laughs> I'm Rob Beer. And this is Confessions of a Part-Time Gamer. There's something I crave that I'm praying I never get. I'm sure I'm not alone. Many of us want for things that we know are in some way poisonous to us. I'm talking about the option to create a fully customised build at the start of Fast and the Light. You know that, right? I love that game. I often refer to it as the best Star Trek game I've ever played, and the roguelike die and do over from the start mechanic has ensured I've played plenty of it over the last couple of years. You're always left wanting more, and those playthroughs where the right weapons emerge at the right time are golden, something to be treasured. For a while, I chronicled these rare wonders with screenshots. My friend Tom was also in the depths of a fast and light obsession, so he understood this urge. It was pretty futile though. No one can take that journey with you. He and I were pouring hours into a game in the knowledge that we were unlikely to ever experience an identical playthrough. And yet we were both searching for it. We shared a dream of waking one day to find a new mode unlocked that would let you set up the ship as you wanted from the start. In this mode, we would be like gods and stride through the universe with confidence and delight, righting the wrongs done to us in previous lives with dual glaive beams and teleporting ion bombs. But the truth is, 
we understand how damaging it would be to our enjoyment of the game. It would be a last hurrah, a farewell charge into the night. Omnipotence robs you of challenge, and with it, the joy that comes in the struggle. Once you've walked through nightmare mode with infinite ammo, taking shortcuts across pools of lava, you can't go back to easy mode and feel any sense of accomplishment from scraping through those early levels. Gods can see AI monsters for what they are. Pixel mirages, fueled by simple variables, maybe an array if you're lucky. What you're left with is a simple equation to solve, with a crib sheet on how to do it. Where's the jeopardy? Where's the nobility? And so I'm glad subset games haven't answered my prayers. They preserve my pursuit of happiness, and for that, I'm thankful. What's that? There's a mod where you can do that. Oh, it was. There we go! <laughs> well done! Thank well you, Bob! I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There will so be... sorry. There me. will be more of those, uh, assuming... <laughs> Assuming Rob forgives us. Yeah, sorry. It won't happen again. I it mean, will happen again. It probably again. will. Poor Ben. Ben, you know, our caretaker, writes to me, like, so kindly every week saying, you know, here's the feature, Steve, how are you? He knows he's not going to get a reply. Yeah. And it's so sad. And I feel terrible. But he'll be, he's coming to Marioki uh, the month after next. Great! See you there. We'll sing him a thank you. We will. There's a Marioki um, this Friday. There is a Marioki this Friday. There's also a Marioki in Iceland. I know. Uh, is it the week after that? Or, or, or something like that? The week after that? Sorry, I'm saying it like that because I'm not going. Mm. going to have the best time. Uh, but I am going with Anne. If she's better. If she's better. And uh, uh, One Life Left engineer James Scott. He's going to be joining us. Uh, that's really, really exciting. We've never played Iceland before. <sighs> do you think get our jokes? You have to do Bjork. Should do, should we? <laughs> yeah. oh. Tricky that one. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't yeah, it? Best of luck. Okay. Uh, right, we're rapidly running out of time. Oh, we should get on with uh, reviews, I suppose. All right, uh, ready? Let's reviews. do it. There we go. Uh, you'll be pleased actually because I'm not going to review a game today I just want to uh, say a couple of things uh, the reason I can't review this game is because it's been written by a friend of mine uh, David Upchurch he made finally made a game uh, he was I worked with him on The One back in 1992 he was my editor then um, he has made a game called Hive Fall which is a um, uh, it was originally called Busy Buzzy Bee I, 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 I uh, liked that name uh, better but Hive Fall has got um, lots of David's characteristically awful puns in it. Uh, you play a bee, uh, you tap uh, to fly between uh, perceivably generated flowers, collect nectar and avoid uh, the hostiles. It's really good. Um, it's written in Game Maker. He's been doing this for about a year on and off uh, and he finally published it. Um, do check it out. It's, in, it's on iOS and Android. Uh, the reason that I mention it though is that um, there is currently a Game Maker bundle on sale via Humble which is full of incredible things you can get for $15. Um, even if you think you are never going to use it, I would encourage you to get it. It's just mm. something to mess around with. It comes with a source code to loads of brilliant games as well so you can dabble uh, you can have a glimpse behind the curtain and see how people made stuff using Game Maker. So, yeah, so go to humblebundle.com and get the bundle. It's available currently. I think it's available for another week beyond this. Uh, yeah, and check out Highfall uh, on Android and iOS. 7 out of 10. Uh, I've been playing uh, Make Nines, which is a mobile game that came out last Friday for iOS and Android. And it's... Uh, a little bit like threes, but it's got uh, levels and it's uh, lovely and tactile and it sounds great and it looks great and it's uh, replaced Pixelgrams as my go-to oh, bus game. And that's only because I finished Pixelgrams and I'm waiting for new levels. New levels this week. Uh, that's why I haven't been playing many games uh, this week. Uh, have you anything more to say? I will give Make Nines 7 out of 10. Tony? I have been playing Deus Ex. Um, and I've been enjoying it quite a lot. I s really liked the last one, Human Revolution, um, and this is essentially more of the same, but a bit higher reses. Yeah, good. Um, more, more, more yeah, reses. it's good. I've genuinely been enjoying it. It still has that weird kind of thing of the game tries to react to what you're doing, so it's like if you're doing certain things, like if you punch someone during a mission... At the end of the mission, Why someone would you will say do to, that? Well, at the end <laughs> of the mission, so, someone will say to you... You're from Scotland. What, what are you doing punching them men? But at the same time, I so I've been playing the game quite stealthily, um, and I've essentially gone through the entire 
uh, open hub level and gone through everyone's apartments and stolen all their stuff. <laughs> uh, gone into the police station, stolen all the weapons out of the police station, and then sold them all to the arms dealer guy. <laughs> Uh, for money that I don't need because I don't need ammo or anything like that um, and no one in the game ever kind of comments on that which right. is a little bit weird mm. but generally good fun 7 out of 10 have you been uh, using the microtransactions I have not used any microtransactions which I believe is the, the fuss do uh, they have them there was a fuss yeah. that you could use microtransactions in single player and people didn't like that. I've, I've not even I've not even I wouldn't even know where to start looking mm. I've not it, it, it certainly doesn't the, the man it, who's selling you microtransactions yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to push them in your face at all as far as I can tell okay okay how about uh, you Steve well uh, I've been working on the Pixelgram's levels and also that sounds like I've been working hard I've also been at the last cricket match of the season okay which lovely summer days last week uh, but in between that hectic schedule I found time to play so last night I was I really wanted to play a platform game and I almost I wanted to play a platform game so much that I almost ended up playing Rayman uh, the, the one that people liked from a couple of years ago but I really find Rayman very very creepy unsettling to look at uh, re previous letter but I was like I just want to play Sonic really I just want to play Sonic and then I thought maybe Sonic is on Steam and Sonic is on Steam it is isn't it with it all, of the, all, of the, all of the Mega yeah, Drive so games. I downloaded that Mega Drive collection uh, last night and um, sat there with my girlfriend uh, and it's the first video game she's enjoyed playing, apart from Pixelgrams, right. in a very long time. Uh, she sat there and played... Uh, so we played Sonic 1. Uh, Finished it, clocked it. Well, I did I did beat the first level. I still don't... It, it's not quite as fast as you remember, is it? It isn't, and also it's rubbish when you go fast, because yeah, you're not yeah, seeing... Yeah. What, what, what surprised me about Sonic is, because it's like uh, it's 4-3 resolution, you can't see very yeah, far yeah. left or right of yeah. Sonic. And so as soon as you go above a kind of doddering pace, you end up running into things. Or I did, anyway. Um, uh, still got slightly blown away by the first Chaos Emerald spinny... You know when you enter the yeah. the big ring and everything yeah. starts to spin around. I was like, I remember looking at this, looking at this game in the Arndale Centre. <laughs> like, yeah, games will never get better than this, and they have because it's a bit rubbish. But uh, it was really, really enjoyable. Then we played Sonic Two, right. Sonic Tuesday. Okay, of course. I was tails. Right, jumped around, and then she played Sonic Three, which I don't think I've ever played before. Sonic Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it's all really, really enjoyable. I love the presentation of the collection, uh, all set up in a room with the Mega Drive cases on things, you play them on a 4.3 uh, little TV. I thought it was really, really nicely presented. And, yeah, kind of more appealing than just emulating them on whatever device you're trying to emulate things on this I was week. Playing it on the, <laughs> I was playing it on the PSP only the other day. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's basically recommended. Uh, I don't know if this is one of those those collections that people don't like or do like, but I really, really uh, enjoyed it. Because so they sell them def- differently on Steam, don't they? Because you can buy the games individually. Mm. I, I, can't, you know, and I, I couldn't tell you which ones uh, I've got on Steam. I've got the right. Sonic Collection, but not the Mega Drive one, I don't think. Right. Mm. I'll put that on me on my wish list. Good. Uh, that's been our radio show. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Cheers. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, Tony and James, did you have a nice time? I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thoroughly. I had a lovely time. Was well, it better or worse than when Anne is here? Well, worse. Tangibly worse. <laughs> That's certainly true. <laughs> Absolutely measurably true. <laughs> exactly. Get like, well soon, Anne. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. Uh, you're down in London all week, then, are you? Or No, just... Just tonight. You just came down especially for this. Yeah, flew down. Flown back. Excellent. All right, well, um, thank you. Uh, best of luck with everything. Uh, check out binaries. Um, yeah, and thank you for the codes, by the way. We obviously didn't reply to you when you sent <laughs> those codes. Um, did you ever give away all of those things? We did give away some. I forgot to mention them, actually. Uh, you, proves you don't listen mm. uh, to every show. Um, you read one out, didn't I you? I did. I read one out, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was one, brilliant that one, radio. That, that one was the only only one that uh, got claimed when I had checked about a month later. Was it? It was yeah. every bit as good radio as reading out URLs. Can you check URLs. whether keys have been claimed? Mm. Can you? Yeah. Did you check whether we played the game before? I can. I, so you can check with Steam keys whether Steam keys mm-hmm. have been... Did you check um, whether ours have been used? No. I would have done that. Yeah. I trust I you guys. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Good. I've got to go now and go home and play binaries quickly before he logs on to the PlayStation and sees whether I've played it. But thank you very much for listening to our show. Uh, we are One Life Left, and we will be back next week. Goodbye. 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 Oh.